Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yumadaf Mem Dalid, and we are starting Mem Gimel Rebbe's, the second to last line at the beginning of the Gemara. And today's daf is sponsored Le'ili Nishmas Reb Daibin Reb Avram Chaim. His Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Hashem should protect all Chayle Tzahal, and in particular, Chanan Ben Avram Chaim, who was recently drafted. Now, the Mishnah said that the Kayan Gadol gave the basin of blood to someone standing on the Rivet Revi, the fourth row of tiles. Now, we had assumed that this was referring to the fourth row in the Heichal, and the Gemara asks, Vaksiv, it says in the Pasuk, Vachal Adam Loyab Ayel Maid. No one's allowed to be in the Ayel Maid. This is when the Kayan Gadol is doing the Avadah Dictyras in the Kaddish Kedashim, no one's allowed to be in the Ayel Maid. So, how could he be standing on the fourth row of tiles in the Ayel Maid? The Gemara answers, Am Rav Yehuda, Tani, what we should teach in the Mishnah is Shel Heichal, not the Revit V in the Heichal, but the Revit V from the Heichal, meaning the Revit V counting from the Heichal into the Azara. And Tan Rabbanan, we have a Braisa. It says in the Pasuk, Bechal Adam Leyeb Ayel Maid, no one's allowed to be in the Ayel Maid. Mem Dalad Amad Alf on the top. Yachal, you might think I feel about Azara, that people aren't even allowed to be in the Azara when the Kayan Gadol is doing the Avadah Dictyras in the Kaddish Kedashim. Tamalimer says in the Pasuk, Ba'il Maid, the Isser is only being in the Ayel Maid in the Heichal, and there is no Isser in being in the Azara. The Gemara continues to ask, Anli Alaba Ayel Maid Shabbat Midbar. I only know that there's an Isser of a person being in the Ayel Maid in the Midbar, meaning a person is not allowed to be in the Heichal in the Mishkan, which is in the Midbar, because that's what the Pasuk was talking about, Aaron Akain doing the Avaida in the Mishkan in the Midbar. Shilai Besailam Minain. How do you know there's an Isser of a person being in the Heichal in Mishkan and Shilai, or in the Besailam, which is referring to the Besailam Mikdash? Tamalimer, the Pasuk says, Bakaydash, referring to the Kaydash even in Mishkan Shilai or Besailam in the Besailam Mikdash. Continues the Gemara to ask, Ain't Leal Bishas Akhtara? I only know there's an Isra of him being there when the Kayan Gadol is doing the Avayah Akhtaras. Bishas Matan Dami 9. How do I know there's an Isra of him being there at the time the Kayan Gadol is in the Kayish Kadashim when he's sprinkling the blood of the Par and the Sayer? Tamil Emmer says in the Pasuk, Bavayah Lechaper, when he goes in to be Machaper, and Matan Damim is also Kapara. Ain't Leal Bechnisase asked the Gemara, I only know there's an Isra of someone being there when he's going into the Kayish Kadashim. Bishas Matan Dami How do I know there's an Isra of someone being there when he comes out of the Kayish Kadashim? Tamil Emmer, the Pasuk says, Ad Say Say until he comes out. We continue dashing the Pasuk. It says, and he's mechaper for himself and for his household and for everyone in Israel. His kapar referring to vidoy that comes before the vidoy for his house. The vidoy that he does for the people of his household comes before the vidoy he does for the kaihanim. The kapara, the vidoy that he does for his brothers, the kaihanim, that comes before the vidoy that he does for all of Kla Yisrael. And Amar Mar, we had just stated, we only know there's an iser of someone being in the Heichel at the time of Akhtar's Khtaris in the Kaddish Kadashim. My mashma, where exactly is it implied in the Pasuk that we're only talking about Avod Akhtaris in the Kaddish Kadashim and not the sprinkling of the blood? Amarava, Vechenam Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi, Vechenam Rav Blazar, Amarkal, the Pasuk says, Vechiper Ba'adai, and he's going to be Mechaper for himself, Uva Ad Besai, Uva Ad Kol Kal Yisrael. So Ezek Hapar Shashavaloi, Ula Besai, Ula Echav Hakayanim, Ula Kol Kal Yisrael. Which Kapar is equal to both him, his family, his brothers, the Kayanim, and all of Kal Yisrael? Hava Imers, Akhtaris, Akhtaris. This is referring to the Khtaris, and that's why we would think, just by reading the Pasuk, that there's only an Isser of being there when he's doing the Kataris and not when he's doing the Matandamim. That's why we have to have another Joshua to say that even by Matandamim, there's an Isser of being in the Heichel. Now the Gemara just asks, Ugataris Mechaperis? Is the Kataris really something that brings about Kapara? We thought that sprinkling of blood does that, not Haktaris Kataris. The Gemara answers in, yes, the Hatani of Hananya of Hananya teaches, Lamanu Lektaris Shem Chaperis. We learned that Kataris actually does bring about Kapara. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Vayitain es Haktaris, Vayichaper el Ha'am. And he placed the Kataris and he's Mechaper for the nation. This is talking about between Karach and Maisha Rabbeinu and Aaron Akayan brought Kataris in order to bring about a Kapara. Vatanad Be'er Bishmuel, Amakataris Mechaperis. What exactly is Kataris Mechaper for? Alashan Hara for Lashan Hara. How is that so? Yavai Dabrashab Chashai is something which is brought in private, referring to the Kataris. It's brought inside the Heichel and no one else is there. That should come, Yechaper Almais Chashai, and be Mechaper for something that was done in private. Usually Lashan Hara is spoken in private. And now a lengthy analyzation of the concept that areas of the Beis Hamikdash must be clear of people when the Kataris is brought and when the blood of certain Karbanis is being sprinkled. Tanan Hassan, the Mishnah of the Mesechis Kalim says, 
We have to vacate or completely clear out the area in between the Ulam Mizbech at the time of Akhtaris Ketairas. The area between the Ulam Mizbech is this 22 Alma section that's from the Ulam until the Mizbech. And Akhtaris Ketairas over here is referring to the Kayin Gadol bringing the Ketairas in the Kaddish Kedashim on Yom Kippur. Whereas Avraham Lazar, he argues, We're only talking about that the area between the Ulam Mizbech has to be cleared out at the time that Ketairas is being brought in the Hechel. This is every single day. That's where the Kayin Gadol brought the Ketairas. But at the time of bring Tyrus inside the Kesh Kedashim, Mehechel Parshi, only the area of the Hechel has to be cleared out. But the area between the Ulam Mizbech does not have to be cleared out. Now, Master Vadabar Ava, Vadabar Ava asked the following question Vamila Kedi, some say it was Kedi. Now, either Kedi is actually referring to a person by the name of Kedi, or it's referring to someone whom we don't know their name, therefore we just say Kedi. Someone asked this question. What's the question? Rabbi Yisayamr, he says as follows Just like we have to completely clear out the area between the Ulam Mizbech, at the time of Akhtar's Kataris. And right now we're assuming this means Akhtar's Kataris in the Kaddish Kadashim. So too we have to clear out the Hechel at the time of the Matan Damim of these Karbanas, which is done in the Hechel. Now, what are these Karbanas? The Parakan Mashiach is a carbon brought when the Kain Gadol is a Tamar Chacham, Paskins incorrectly in regards to an Isser Kares, and then acts upon that Psak. The Parahalam Davar Shaltzibur is a carbon brought when the Sanhedrin Paskins incorrectly in regards to an Isser Kares, and majority of the Klai Yisrael is over because of it. The Sira Avaitis is the same thing as Parhelam Darashot Sibor, just the Psak and subsequent action was in regards to Havayda Zara. So, as we just said, these are all called Chates Hapnimias. Their blood is sprinkled inside the Hechol and not in the Zara, so the area between the Ulam and has to be cleared out when their blood is being sprinkled. So, continues the Brisa, So, what's the stringency that the Hechol has over the area between the Ulam and The Hechol has to be cleared out if the Ketaris is being brought in the Kadesh Kadashim or if it's not being brought in Kadesh Kadashim, but the Matan Damim is being done in Kaddish Kadashim. However, when Ulam Mizbech, the air between the Ulam Mizbech and Parshan El Bishasaktar, that only has to be cleared out when the Kataris is being brought in the Kaddish Kadashim. And here's the question: Bishasaktar Mia Parshi. However, we see that the air between the Ulam Mizbech has to be cleared out when there's Kataris being brought in the Kaddish Kadashim. My love, Bishasaktar Lifnaivlifnim. Doesn't this mean at the time of Kataris being brought Lifnaivlifnim inside the Kaddish Kadashim? This is clearly not like Rabbi Lazar that said that when Kataris is being brought in the Kaddish Kadashim, the air between the Ulam Mizbech does not need to be cleared out. The Gemara says, It's talking about that the Ulam Mizbech has to be cleared out when there's Kataris being brought daily in the Hechel, but not when Kataris is being brought inside the Kesh Kedashim. Ask the Gemara, if that's so, ha ma maila, that which we said, ma maila, what exactly is the maila? And we had said that the only maila the Hechel has over the Ulam Mizbech is that the Ulam needs to be cleared out when the Kataris is being brought in the Kesh Kedashim. Vesuloi, are there no more mailas in between the Hechel and the area between the Ulam Mizbech? Ha ikah ha maila, there's the following maila that we just mentioned. The Ulam Hechel Parshi Ben the Hechel has to be cleared out whether there's Kataris being brought in the Hechel or there's Kataris being brought in the Kaddish Kadashim. The area between the Ulam Mizbech doesn't have to be cleared out only when there's Kataris being brought in the Hechel. So we see that the Hechel is more strict in this manner than the Ulam Mizbech area. And by the fact that the Brasa didn't say this, it must be the Rebbe Lazar is wrong. So the Gemara says, you're right. Hakatani, what the Brasa really meant to teach was the following. So the Gemara just re-quoted what was said previously, but now it's with a new understanding. Originally, when the Brayas said that the Hechel needs to be cleared even Shalai B'Shasaktara, we thought that meant when Matan Dam is being done in the Kaddish Kedashim. Now we're reinterpreting the Brayas. Not only does the Hechel need to be cleared B'Shasaktara in the Kaddish Kedashim, but also Shalai B'Shasaktara in the Kaddish Kedashim. Rather, when the Kataris is being brought in the Hechel itself. In other words, the Hechel needs clearing whenever Kataris is brought, be it in the Kaddish Kedashim or in the Hechel, 
And this is the Milo that the Hegel has over the Ulm Mizbech area. For this only needs clearing during Kataris in the Hegel, but not Kataris in the Kesh Kedashim. And this way of learning fits well with Rebbe Lazarus Shita. But the Gemara continues asking, We still have another Milo. The Hegel has to be cleared out whether it's Kedusha is happening. Kedusha over here means Matandam. When there's Matandam being done in the Hegel, the Hegel has to be cleared out. And also when there's Matandam being done in the Kesh Kedashim, the Hegel has to be cleared out. The Ulm Mizbech area only has to be cleared out when there's Matandam being done in the Hechel, but not when there's Matandam being done in the Kaddish Kedashim. So Amaravi answers, Shem Prisha Achasi, the fact that this area has to be cleared out, it's the same thing. So even though we just found another time it has to be cleared out, namely when there's Matandam in the Hechel, that's still considered Shem Prisha, that has to be cleared out more often than the Ulam, and therefore that's not considered something the Brysa should have mentioned. And Armar, we had stated in this Brysa, Kach Parshim Shas Matan Parkhan Mashiach, Uparhelam Darshal Tibur, it also has to be cleared out when the Matan Damim of these things are happening. Now, Manalan, how do we know this? Amrav Padasi says, Asa Kapara Kapara Miyam Kapurim. We learn Kapara Kapara from Yom Kippur, this Gzair Shava, and just like by Yom Kippur it has to be cleared out, so too over here it has to be cleared out. And Amrav Adabar Ava, Shmamina, Milas Dairaisa, we learn from here that Milas are Dairaisa, Vahachi Gemiri Luhu, and this is how they're learned out. This is the Halachal Mashmi Sinai. Now, this is referring to the Milas mentioned in the Mishnah and Kalim, that Harabias is more Kaddish than Yushalayim, the Chel more than Harabias, that is Nashim more so than the Chel, and so on. Now, since the Pasuk only says that the Hegel needs to be cleared out, and the Chalm extend that to the Ulm Mizbech area, it must be that these delineations of Kedusha are really Dairaisa. Because if Azara was really all one Kedusha, and the above-mentioned differences were only the Rabbanon, so why should there be a difference between the Ulm Mizbech area and the rest of the Azara? And now the Gemara speaks this out. The Yisak Adetich the Rabbanon, if you're going to say these differentiations of Kedusha are only the Rabbanon, so Maishna, why is it there's a Chiv Prisha, Ben Ulm Lamizbech, from this area, and why would there be this Chiv Prisha, Dilma Mikruva Ayli, because perhaps if a person's in this area, he might accidentally go into the Hechel, Mikul Azar Nami Nefeshu. So then there should really be an Isser for someone to be in the entire Azara. Don't make Ali. Perhaps a person might accidentally walk into the Hechel at the time of this Aveda. So the Gemara answer is no. They really could have the same Kedusha and just Ben Ha'ulm Lamizbeach, the air between the Ulm Lamizbeach, Kimidloi Mafsik Midi. Since there's nothing to stop a person from going from this area into the Hechel, Loi Ramil, so there's nothing recognizable that's going to remind him not to go in. But Azara, when he's in the rest of the Azara, there's the Mafsik, that's going to stop him from going into the Hechel because he would have to first go all the way around the Mizbech before he gets into the Hechel, Minkra Milsa, so now he's going to remind himself and he's not going to walk in. But really, the Azara is the same Kedusha. And Amarava, Shmami, we can also learn from here, Kedusha's Ulam, Hechel Chadamilsa, the Kedusha of the Ulam and the Hechel, that's the same Kedusha. If you want to say it's two separate Kedushas, so Ulam Gufeg Zero. So that means that the Isra for someone to be in the Ulam at the time of Avoida inside the Hechel, that itself is just a Gzero. And we're going to get up and make a gzera on that gzera and say, not only are you not allowed to be in the ulam, you're also not allowed to be in between the ulam and the mizbeach. So it must be that the ulam and the hechol are the same kedusha. The Gemara says, Lai, ulam, ubein ulam the The area of the ulam itself and the space in between the ulam and that's the same kedusha. The hechol and the ulam, that's two kedushas. And really, the gzera was that a person is not only not allowed to be in the ulam, he's also not allowed to be in between the ulam and the mizbeach. And we continue explaining the Mishnah B'chal Yom HaYachas B'Shal Kesef every single day. The pan that was used to shovel out the coals for the guitarist was made out of silver, not gold. The Gemara asked my time, well, why is that? We answer, HaTarech HaSal, Man Shal Yisrael, because the Torah is careful about the money of Kal Yisrael. And since repetitive shoveling of the coals wears
years down the metal, silver was used and not gold. And we had said in the Meshach, and today on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol used to shovel out with a golden pan and use that gold pan and bring it into the Kodesh Kedashim, use that for the Ketaris. My time, oh, why is that? Ask the Gemara. Because the weakness of the Kohen Gadol, we already explained that since the Kohen Gadol is doing the Avadah of Yom Kippur all by himself and he's fasting, so we want to make it as easy for him as possible and it's challenging to take it from one pan and pour it into another pan, therefore he just uses the same pan. And we can explain in the Meshach, Every single day, the pan that was used to shovel the coals off of the Mizbech was a pan that held four kav and was put into a pan of three kav. The Gemara says, Tana, we have a b'raisa. That turns out that we have a full kav of coals that now is scattered all over the floor of the Azara. Four going into three means one kav is going to spill out and it's going to be on the floor. What do we do with that extra kav of gechalim that's on the floor? They were swept into the ama, which was a stream of water that ran through the Azara. This is that a kaihanim didn't burn their feet, accidentally stepping on burning hot coals. Tani we have one b'raisa that says kav, that there was an extra kav left over on the floor. Another b'raisa says kavayim, that there was two kav left over. So kav, we understand the b'raisa says that there was one kav left over Rabbanan. That's according to the Rabbanan, because they said it was from four into three. According to the b'raisa that says that there was two kav left over, money, who's that b'raisa like? It's not Rabbanan, like we just said, it's not Rabbiasi. Rabbiasi said that a pan of a saw was used, and a saw is six kav. So six kav into three kav, that's three kav left over, not two kav. So according to whom is this b'raisa? Amrav Chizdi answers, Rabbi Shmuel ben Esho Rebbechem Rebrekahi. That's him. The time we have a b'raisa, Rabbi Shmuel ben Esho Rebbechem Rebrekahi. He says, Vishal Kabayim Hayamachnes. The pan that was used for the Ketaris every single day was actually two kav and not three kav. So it was a pan of four kav into a pan of two kavs. That means that there's two kav left over. Ravashi Amr, he says, A field time Rabbi Yesi. It could even be Rabbi Yesi. Bahachi Kamar, this is what Rabbi Yesi is saying. Bahayim Hayachaz Vishal Saw Midbars. Every single day he would shovel out coals with a pan that was a saw, but it was a midbari saw. Umar Lasech Shloshes Kabin Yerushalmias and it was poured into a pan of three kav, but three Yushalmi kabin, and these are different measurements. The midbar saw was slightly smaller than the Yushalmi saw, so a saw midbaris is only five Yushalayim kabin, therefore he would shovel out five and pour into three for a total of two remaining kabin that spilled on the floor. And we had said, Every single day the pan that was used for the guitarist was heavy, and today on Yom Kippur it was light. Tana the Bresu says, Every single day the sides, the walls of the pan were very thick, and that's what made it heavy. And today they were thin, therefore it was much lighter. Every day the handle was short, and today the handle was long. The Mishnah said that. My time, why is that? What's the difference between a short handle and a long handle? So that the arm of the Kangadu could help him. When you have a long handle, he was able to tuck it underneath his arm, and that was able to help him with leverage, and therefore it was easier for him to do it on Yom Kippur. And Tanwi of Abraissa that tells us, every single day, the pan that had the Ketaris in it did not have a ring on it. And today on Yom Kippur, it had this Nyashtek, it had this ring on it. That's the words of Ben Askan, the son of the deputy Kangadu. Now the Pasuk tells us, that there's supposed to be some sort of noise when the Kain Gadol goes into the Kaidash when he's bringing the Ketairas. Now usually the Kain Gadol was wearing the Me'il, which had bells on it, but on Yom Kippur, since he wasn't wearing the Me'il, so the Machta had this ring on it to make noise in order to be Mekayim the Pasuk. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.